0: Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanjali, and I'm Pramod.
1: Indo American News Radio.
2: We were having just way too much fun out there trying to say goodbye to our contestants from the previous uh, segment. Yeah. And uh, now we are. Hello, uh,
3: hello, 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 hello.
2: We are into the hello, hello, hello mood. <laughs>
3: How's everyone doing?
2: You know, sh- Shushma, who was one of the contestants last week, she said, who's that hello, hello, hello girl to me? <laughs> she texted me. She said, I, uh, you know, sh- so... Come
3: on, she met me.
2: She met you, but she didn't remember your name.
3: Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, well, we connected on Facebook.
2: Right. Yeah. She, she wrote a very nice little uh, uh, yeah, post yeah. about her, her being Her. I think there. she
3: has scored the maximum points so far in all the uh, six sessions. 5.5. 5.
2: Yes. Yep.
3: No one has scored as much. But we had a good winner today. He, he scored five points. And he, he made an excellent recommendation at the end of the show that we should have a playoff all of all the winners from all these different... You
2: Just know. like Jeopardy.
3: Yes, yes.
2: Right, and we will have to have real prizes at that point.
3: Yes.
2: Well, we have real prices now. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just but that better ones, better price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a barrel of oil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's worth hundred dollars. Yes, I mean. yeah, really. That
3: would probably be the best price.
2: A barrel of
4: uh, oil.
3: Uh, a fill up, you know. How many gallons is a that? A fill up at the gas station. Something
4: like sixty-six. I don't. Or forty. Forty-four, I think. Something, Forty-four. Something, something in that range. But a
3: fill up at the gas station would not be a bad price. Yeah,
4: mm. yeah. Even yeah. that is now reaching eighties and hundreds. I know. Wow! Know, how exactly. much did it
2: cost for you to fill your car up uh, uh, close, uh,
4: we have two cars one costs about 90 and the other costs about 65-70 oh
2: my gosh
3: how much do you pay for your rogue
2: uh, my rogue I, <laughs> 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 I paid uh, just yesterday I paid 57 dollars
5: Oh, okay, not that's bad. bad,
2: that's not yeah, bad. But is
3: it like part partial electric or what is No, 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 it's,
2: it's 100%, straight. but I, I get good, good gas mileage, something mm. like 30 miles to a gallon.
3: And you drive around a lot, so, yeah.
2: Right, how about you, Sanjali?
3: Mine, I, I can't even remember, I think it's about 80, 60 to 80, something mm-hmm. like yeah. that, yeah. So, well, everyone out there, you're listening to Indo-American News. We are back with our main session of the uh, program. Uh, You just heard us on our Unplugged session with our another edition of I Think I Know This. And it was a quiz contest based on current events. And next um, Saturday on our Indo-American News Unplugged session, we will be back with Classically Yours with Jyoti. Where she will be, um, you know, enlightening us about uh, uh, songs that are based on certain ragas, and yes. she also has some special guests at times. So right. you know, so it should be interesting. Huh? Yes, yes, a variation
2: on the quizzes.
3: Absolutely.
2: Yes, uh, um, you know, I've heard a lot of good things. A lot of people say good things about that. It takes them down memory lane. They learn quite a bit, and so on. So that's good. That's very encouraging. Sure. So. Um, and, and Jyoti and Pramod, you guys went to see Rukmini uh, What was Vijay, her last name? Kumar. Vijay Kumar, right?
4: Yeah, that was an excellent program. It was a two-hour program. And this young lady uh, was fantastic. She was athletic. She was graceful and uh, uh, quite
2: worth the visit. And it was in the Midtown Match Theater yeah. under the auspices of the IAA of Houston. Uh, Yes, uh, Indo-American
4: Association.
2: And we're going to have the Executive Director with us today.
4: Yes, uh, Sheetal Bedi.
2: Yeah, so she'll be talking a little bit more about that. Uh, But but for now, I guess we should do the lineup, huh, Sanchali?
3: Yes, yes, yes. So um, the guest lineup for today, June 11th. Um, You're listening to Indo-American News Radio, and you can also look us up on www.indoamerican-news.com. You can listen on 98.7 FM, which many of you are, or you can even listen to us on the Masala Radio app. By Monday, the recorded show is available on podcast, and it's uploaded on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Breaker. Subscribe to our free podcast channel and click to listen. For 28 years, the Indo American Association in Houston has brought South Asian artists, singers, musicians, dancers to the Bayou City to perform and entertain. This year has been extra special as the IAA embarked on a plan to bring newer and upcoming talent, beginning with two-time Grammy winner Ricky Kedge, to draw in a younger audience. Executive Director Sheetal Bedi will be explaining more about the IAA and its plans at 4.20 today, so right after the first commercial break. At 4.40 p.m., Shazia Hussain will be joining us. She took a chance during the height of the COVID pandemic last year at remodeling a large Mediterranean-style villa in Katy into a captivating wedding and party venue. Now, less than a year later, her gamble has paid off as the Palm Royal Villa is very much in demand and bookings are solid. Uh, She joins us to talk about all the services offered and the plans for the future. At 5 p.m., we will be joined by Asha Call, who's a volunteer with the Isha Foundation, which is holding the Save Soil Walkathon tomorrow from 6 a.m. to 11 a.m. at Sugarland Town Square, To bring attention to the issue of soil conservation, it is a campaign started by Sadhguru to create awareness about soil degradation and bring policies to safeguard soil health. Asha will explain more about these concepts. At 5.20 p.m., we will be joined by Gautam Sinha. As the saying goes, those who forget the past are doomed to repeat it. The current situation in Eastern Europe has a striking similarity to the events that unfolded from 1919 to 1939 in World War I in Europe. So, Gotham Sinha, who's a history buff, he will be joining us to explain in more detail at 5.20pm. Also, stay tuned in for News Roundup, Views, Sports and Movie Reviews. To be featured on the show or to advertise, please contact us at 713 789 6397 or at Indo American News at Yahoo.com. And now here's Pramod with the news roundup.
4: Uh, thank you, Sanchali. Uh, live from Indo American News Radio, this is Pramod Kulkarni with the latest news from Houston, the United States, India, and around the world. The average price of regular gasoline in the United States has jumped to five dollars per gallon this week. Add to this the average cost of a new car, jumping to fifty thousand dollars, and you can see how inflation is affecting our transportation options. Another factor adding to our misery this summer is the rising heat index. According to Channel Two weather forecast, we started this morning with a temperature of eighty one degrees and are heading toward a record high of 101 degrees. According to ERCOT. electricity demand for Texas broke records for June and could break all-time records this weekend. To protect against uh, heat exposure, the city of Houston has activated its heat emergency plan by opening several cooling stations throughout the city. The political temperature is also rising throughout the United States. Victims of the Buffalo and Uvalde mass shootings provided gripping testimony at a hearing in the U.S. House about the death and devastation they have suffered. Gun control rallies are being held once again this weekend in all the major cities. As a result, the U.S. House of Representatives on Wednesday passed a sweeping package of gun control legislation titled Protecting Our Kids Act. The measure includes raising the age to buy certain semi-automatic rifles from 18 to 21, tightening red flag laws to keep guns out of the hands of mentally challenged, and establishing a new federal offences for gun trafficking and for selling large capacity magazines. The House will also allow local governments to compensate individuals who surrender such magazines through a buyback program. There will also be a tax incentive for retail sale of safe storage devices. Passage of these reforms is highly uncertain in the Senate. However, a bipartisan group of Senators is meeting to see what compromises could be achieved. A large number of Americans watched the primetime session on Thursday, of the Select Committee on the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. The audiences were appreciative of Congresswoman Lynn Cheney's summary of the incident and how she put the blame squarely on the shoulders of former President Donald Trump. The committee also showed previously unseen video footage of the violence led by extremist groups such as the Proud Boys. Perhaps the most moving segment of the hearing was the testimony of Capitol Police Officer Carolyn Edwards about the warlike scenes around the Capitol. The battleground stalemate continues in eastern Ukraine. President Vladimir Zelensky is asking for more ammunition and long-range artillery systems from the West. Meanwhile, Russia has condemned three foreign soldiers to a death sentence for fighting as mercenaries on behalf of Ukraine. The COVID pandemic remains simmering throughout the world. Here in the United States, the daily caseload was 109,378 on Friday, with 338 deaths. Nevertheless, the U.S. has lifted its COVID-19 testing requirements for international flyers returning to the United States. In sports news, India will be playing its second T20 match against South Africa at 8.30 AM our time and the match is being held in Katak. In the first match in New Delhi, uh, India posted its highest run total against South Africa but the South Africans led by Rasi van der Dusen and David Miller easily accomplished the run chase with 7 wickets in hand and 5 balls remaining. In the NBA Finals, the legend of Golden State's Steph Curry grew even larger on Friday night when he scored 43 points and lifted his team to a win that tied the series with the Boston Celtics at two games each. In Major League Baseball, the Houston Astros lost the opening game on Friday of its weekend series against the Miami Marlins by a score of 74. Even today, they are behind by a score of 4-0. to Nonetheless, the Stros lead the American League West by nine games. Finally this afternoon, several illegal residents of Houston, including an Indian, have been taken into custody on Friday on a nationwide fraud scheme targeting the elderly. A 24-year-old Indian named Anirudh Calcote was arrested in Virginia and brought back to Texas on Friday to face the charges. The men are accused of posing as computer support technicians to gain access to the victim's bank and credit card information. That's all the news for now. More news, views, discussions, and music as we continue with the Indo-American news talk show.
2: Yeah, that was something else about that Indian guy. Uh, You know, there's a Indian financier who has likewise been arrested in Dubai uh uh-huh. for almost well not similar charges but but charges on on fraud and he's originally from the US acha so, so it looks
4: like we are good at, uh, at these defrauding skills. people yeah
3: <laughs> yeah there was a movie made in uh, india about this little town in i think the state of Madhya pradesh where that's all they do you know they they are high school students who get together and uh, they recruit people who know english because their english is poor so they marry women who can speak english oh, and wow. they actually pay them money uh-huh. to get married and then they scam you know people of you know uh, they, they uh, throughout uh, the world uh, in india mainly oh, okay. yeah yeah and they will you know offer um like vacation packages this that and you know common people fall wow. for it and they give all their credit card information and
2: yeah um, by the way, Pramod, you did not mention the international cricket tournament that's going on here in the Houston area. Yeah, Nepal versus India. Right, so at Musa Stadium, which right. is in Pearland. Yes. And uh, Have you ever been there? Uh, no, not yet. Yeah, so there's one there and there's one near uh, College Station. Yeah. A
4: huge stadium complex. Right, uh, near Prairie View A&M. Um, but I don't know what they mean by India versus Nepal because uh, these are not the teams from India. They're probably... Locals um, uh, locals um, who are born and raised in the U.S.
2: Yeah, so Ma- Mahink, Mahink Patel was the one who actually oh, okay. m- scored the winning runs for the Indian team I okay. see. yesterday. So, um, is that our uh, first guest who's calling in? No, this is a caller who, I'll get the second line.
3: He wants to talk about us on the air, about how well we do. So I'll get line two, we'll
2: okay. get line one.
4: Okay. Oh, so we have uh, good feedback. Uh, Hi there, uh,
2: caller, you, you're on the air, go, go right ahead, let us know what you think.
6: Hey, good afternoon guys, and hopefully you're staying cool with this hot weather in Houston.
4: Uh, yes, well, Sanchali keeps us at 75 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> oh my.
2: <laughs> she, she wants to put All us right. down even further, but we're, we're, we're hanging in there. How do you like the show? Is this Atul?
6: Oh, I, I love it. The Indian American news. Uh, um, I, Pramod reminds me of the old doordarshan newsreader. reader <laughs> very stern in, 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 uh, in uh, delivering the news. But uh, all in good is good. But anyway, guys, in the event section, right, there are two things happening today. One is R. Mahadevan, he's coming to India House, the, the South Indian actor. And then at um, at Stafford Civic Center, the Miss Universe, Manushi chiller she is coming there
3: yeah Manushi uh, chiller
2: yeah yeah, yeah yep. she's going to be there this evening that's true I uh, think Madhavin
4: right. is and promoting his uh, movie, movie rocket Rocketry tree. yeah the Nambi effect
3: with the uh, NASA scientist N- not NASA but ISRO ISRO
6: ISRO that's right yeah
2: Dr Nambi right yes yeah. yes yeah. yeah so good and well that's good information thanks for sharing and no uh, no
6: I also primarily I wanted to tell is you guys were covering about scams, right? Right. So the most common scam now, if you're living here in Houston, your data, cell phone data, is anyway sold to third parties, right? Right. So people will call and saying that they're calling from IRS, they're coming from yes, state department, yes, yes, they're yes. calling from police
3: department. I immediately disconnect. From- yeah.
2: Right. <laughs> Yeah, and I
3: put and block them right. I just block them so that they cannot yeah, that's, call anymore that's a very common uh, yes. problem I, and I, you I, get at least 7 to 8 of those calls every day
2: actually I, I did come across a lady met some years ago who fell for that uh, trick and she ended up giving them fi- uh, $15,000 in, in uh, one of those those cards that you refill at Walmart so yep. you know that's and there was, was no way they should get the money yeah. back it's good, well, good. Well, word well,
3: of caution for everyone out there be careful
2: well, we, sir, we, we have to go Thank to our next program. Thank you for sh- calling us. Uh, program. Thank you so much for calling and listening in. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to be going to our first guest, who's already on the line, and she's waiting for us. Uh, the uh, the uh, that is going to be Sheetal Badi. So don't go away. We'll be right back, folks.
8: Willi Nanayakra and Associates Attorneys and Counselors at Law specializes in immigration over 35 years of experience. New reforms are coming to the old immigration system. Now is the time to get all your immigration questions answered. Attorney George Willie offers free initial one-on-one consultation every Thursday at 9.30am on Masala Radio 98.7 FM. Willi Nanayakra and Associates Attorney 14141 Southwest Freeway Visit gwrpc.com.
9: Call 281 265 2522. One thing everyone wants is to own their own home. Prosperity Bank wants to see you in your home, even if you think you could never afford it. How? With their Hop Mortgage, 100% financing on maximum loan amount of three hundred and fifty thousand. Refinance is allowed, and bankers who help you. Call eight four four U Hop. That's eight four four Y O U H O P P. Prosperity Bank. NMLS four six six four one four. Loan subject to eligibility restrictions and credit requirements. Offered in designated Texas markets. 100% financing based
7: on lesser of purchase price or appraised value. Subject to
2: change. Equal housing lender. Indo-American News Radio.
7: India News.
2: U.S. News. World News. Movie
0: Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to
7: 6 p.m.
0: On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm promoting Indo-American American
5: News Radio.
2: Well, hello everyone. We're back again with our first guest for this afternoon, uh, the uh, one and only Sheetal bedi who is listening in. I hope Sheetal is listening in. And Sanchali, you're going to go ahead and introduce her, right?
3: Yes, I had to cut her bio short a little bit because it'll take about 10 minutes if I go the, through the entire bio. So, excuse me, Sheetal. Sheetal Bedi is an accomplished and versatile business professional with years of consulting and leadership experience in the public and private sectors. She's experienced in regulatory and ethics compliance, she has helped organizations foster productive and reputation-centric work environments. She's especially skilled in building productive relationships with clients and all stakeholders and highly experienced at public speaking at international and national forums on corporate transparency and privacy management. She was born in Kenya and lived in Toronto for over four decades before moving to Houston in 2006, where she lives with her husband During the span of her career, she has participated on various advisory councils and industry associations. She has an MBA and has completed graduate studies in political science and public administration from the University of Toronto in Canada. She's currently serving as the Executive Director of the Indo-American Association, Houston, and she takes special interest in Indian classical music and has been passionate about developing forums and workshops for youths and adolescents in order to enhance their appreciation of classical music. Welcome to our show, Sheetal.
10: Thank you, Sanjali. Of and, course. Uh, just just for the record, I have to tell you, this long bio is <laughs> not really my fault. This has to do with Jahar, who's insisting on getting a bio on me. And I have much more, much more focused on, on talking about IE, less about me, and he knows it. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. He just handed
3: it to me, and I quickly like you know, tried to abbreviate it as right. well as no, I could. <laughs> but thank, thanks
2: for sharing this. I- it's um, that quite embarrassing
10: to talk about myself. I am much more uh, focused on wanting to talk about IEA and, and, and he knows that. But he really wanted to know who I was <laughs> you know, behind this this uh, phase of being the executive director of IEA. Yeah.
3: Who are you really? I and hope, I hope our listeners I got a, a good idea. So, yes. yeah. y-
2: you were born in Kenya, huh? I was indeed.
10: Where? I was indeed.
2: Where in Kenya? Nairobi of course. Ah um, I I've been to Mombasa, but awesome. Yeah, nice yeah. port port town, but Nairobi's a happening place. It
10: Capital, it, it indeed yeah. is yes yes um, you know it's, um, I have wonderful memories and people say to me well you're not really an Indian you were born in Africa I said I'm an African but I'm an Indian and now I'm have been a, a Canadian Indian and now I'm a US Indian so you know the mission is to become a world wild Indian you're a world act. citizen <laughs> Chito
3: you're
2: you're you're a world you're a world wild Indian
10: <laughs> world wild Indian. <laughs> <laughs> so Chito like how
4: does um, now, uh, Houston compared with all the other places you've lived in.
10: You know, um, I have to tell you, Pramod, um, Houston is a city which grows on you and mm-hmm. gro- grows on you very rapidly. The change I've seen in Houston in the last 15 years is absolutely phenomenal. When I first came here from a happening city like Toronto, I really sort of felt, my goodness, where, where have I come to? It's vast, it's massive, you know, um, y- y- all the areas are really spread out. And now there's not one weekend where there's not at least a dozen things happening. Yeah, um, You know, so it, it really is an amazing city in, in a lot of ways. Culturally, it's just so enriched. I think it's an amazing, amazing city to and, live in. And,
2: and, and you, you are one of the, f- the few people in the city that make things happen here, s- events happen here. Uh, you are the executive director of the uh, Indo-American Association of Houston and which is a 28 year old organization you've been in the board for seven years you are now the executive director for the last two and you've taken on the supreme task of bringing in 10 separate f- events performances to houston and one of them was last night where uh, rukmani vijay kumar right yes,
4: yes correct and yes uh, yeah. she that was an amazing program i didn't have um, any expectation but uh, as an amateur um, I was amazed by the athleticism of uh, Rukmini and also her grace and uh, uh, skill. And then uh, stamina, she performed entirely <clears throat> for two hours.
10: Correct. And, you know, she could have uh, gone on much longer. She is an absolutely brilliant dancer. Not only is she so well-versed in Bharatanatyam, but she also is uh, such an amazing dancer contemporary artist as well, and how she blends all the worlds of dance. What was really heartening for me, Prabhupada was that there was every major dance guru of Houston. You may not know this, but there are uh, so many dance schools in Houston. Yes, And they were all, every dance guru was in that hall last night.
4: Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. And Sheetal, one thing that I'm uh, impressed by this year's uh, schedule is you've given opportunities to perform to... A lot of young artists, um, new Some talent, talent. Upcoming, yeah, new yes, talent. Yes.
10: yes, True, so true. Because you know, we were so used to bringing in all the seasoned pundits and the sads, and which we still are continuing to do. But we recognize that you know, it's the upcoming, emerging artists who are established in their own right, but a lot of the Indians don't know and haven't heard about them. You know, as an example, Ricky Cage, you know, I mean, he's gone on to win his second Grammy, but the number of people who were not familiar with who Ricky Cage was. You know, so until now, the last three artists have all been, uh, four artists, in fact, have been really young, right up from their 20s to early 40s, and that has never happened in the history of IEA before.
3: Right. So are you seeing uh, more of an interest? Are you being able to draw in more younger audiences? You know,
10: Sintali, that is exactly the game plan. That's what we want to do. Um, we have, in fact, last night's um, event, you could see that there's a real blending, and, and it's very heartening to see some of the younger audiences coming in. Um, You know, we are not there yet. It's work in progress, I should say. And that's the reason why we have designed this season the way we have designed it, because we want to try and attract the younger people, do some, uh, you know, role modeling, some, you know, mentoring, and let them know that it's okay to follow arts as a profession. You know, they need to be able to see this. So, yes. To answer your question, is yes, we are beginning to see that, but we still have a lot of work to do in that area.
4: That's true. Uh, But your next uh, event is going to be uh, some seasoned performers.
10: Uh, No, the next one, yes, seasoned indeed, uh, but it's going to be a really great blend of um, Asian, uh, Indian, as well as uh, South American, South American artists. Uh, That is going to be quite uh, interesting to watch. Uh, because you've got artists from Ecuador, from Bolivia, from Venezuela, you know, playing with our seasoned Indian artists like Indrajit Banerjee and Padraigori Shankar. They're going to really create quite a scene on that stage And in July. It's going to be phenomenal. Right, um, and
2: that is actually on July the 9th and exactly. at the Match Theater again. And then after yeah. that, there's Dr. Elsa Brahmanian, uh, right. Indian Rag, and then we have Sajat Khan, Osad Sojat Khan, and so on uh, but what going back to the the old, younger uh, performers that you 've had so far i mm-hmm. I just wanted to to point out to the people who are listening to us right now, and maybe maybe we have some older people who can point this out to their younger prodigy or uh, uh, the uh, the fact that we need to have more younger people attend these programs because, really, these th- there's there's this th- there's this relationship that they can build. They can see how the younger people in India are actually are actually producing such beautiful music and beautiful uh, performances. Uh, so uh, I, this is a challenge that I want to throw out to people out there. So
10: you know, Jaya, you uh, have nailed it, uh, and I would take that a step beyond just being in attendance and coming to the shows. You know, IA is a very evolving organization. It's doing work that we've never done before. I'm particularly passionate about things like succession planning, bringing in diversity on the board. I'd like to have the younger people, you know, come down and and you know, not just engage and but really participate in a big way. We would like to see some of the younger people on the board and direct you know how they want the IEA to take shape in the future. Well,
2: you know, there you not go, people. All
10: these like are sitting there trying to tell everybody what to watch, who to watch, but really shape that whole organization moving forward.
2: Right, and for all of the people who are listening to this right now, this is your opportunity to actually go out and get a stepping stone to a larger circle, a larger uh, in of the greater Houston community. And, and make yourself, project yourself for, further. I mean, mm-hmm. what kind of, what other place could offer you this kind of opportunity? Right? I know, mm, yeah,
10: on, on that note, I'd want to say that this is in the history of any um, symphony orchestra partnering for the first time with an Indian organization. Houston Symphony is partnering with us to present Dr. Subramaniam and Kapitakrishnavurthy. And they have already said we would like to make this an annual event to be able to bring some. Indian uh, artists to the Houston stage, and we're premiering uh, the world premiere of the Mahatma Symphony on August
5: 6th. This has
10: never happened before in the U.S., where uh, a major symphony orchestra is partnering with an Indian organization, so we really feel very privileged and very honored that we've been asked to do this with the Houston Symphony. And, and, you know, we may not understand or know this, but there are a lot of the younger um, uh, Indians of uh, couples of uh, Houston who are actually supporting organizations like the Houston Symphony. They're really making that work. So this is a partnership which really deserves a lot more um, support and having people of all backgrounds, all you know, cultures, creeds, age groups to come and support us in this regard. Uh, so certainly, I
4: think that's an amazing um, uh, opportunity for our young people. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you explain to us um, your system of um, purchasing tickets? I think uh, uh, mm-hmm. the main way of uh, uh, getting tickets is through patronage, right?
10: Well, you know that is one model. Uh, so what we do is um, we have got um, so we we're, uh, we've got a, a patron membership at different levels. So, you know, you can come as high as you want. The sky's the limit. You can become a grand patron at any level. You can become a sponsor, but you can also buy a patron membership for as low as $300 a year, which is going to give you a ticket, a VIP ticket to every event. I mean, you know, you have 10 events happening this year. Who can get high-priced tickets like that for $300 a year? So that's the cheapest way of getting the tickets. Of course, you can buy tickets for every event on an event-by-event basis, but it's much more economical to buy your patron membership. And, you know, if you can't uh, uh, attend one of the events or two of the events, it's okay to pass your ticket over to a friend or a family f- a member who can then uh, attend that event in your place. So it's a no-brainer. And and we are a 501c non- nonprofit organization. You're supporting the arts. You're helping us you know, uh, bring these upper t- quality programs to Houston. So yes, that is indeed the best way of supporting and getting the tickets.
2: Hey, you fun. know, I getting just them. I just thought of this, and Charlie, we could actually do this as a one of the prizes for our quiz. Yes, two, mm-hmm. if, if two tickets.
3: Sheetal, yeah, if Sheetal
10: would agree yeah. to it. Two so tickets to me. an event. Absolutely, and, and absolutely. Yeah, uh, you, you count, count us in anytime you want to you have tickets as giveaways please feel free to do so and be happy to oblige there are one or two events we may not be able to commentate that but definitely we are happy to uh, give tickets as you know on, on on a case package thank you
3: thank you for being um, so generous i have absolutely. two questions for you Sheetal. what yeah. not a question really a comment that this year what i love is the venues are all spread out you know yeah. earlier yeah. i remember ia only used to have all the events at the Wordham. you know and oftentimes I used to notice the entire hall is not getting filled up. So right. I love the fact that this year you'll have it in smaller auditoriums like Match and um, Hobby Center, Stafford Center. So that is another incentive for all our listeners who are listening that you know you can even you won't even have to drive all the way to downtown every time. you know there are more in this area. Uh, The second uh, uh, question, this is a question, actually. So I see the Mahatma Symphony, and then I see another celebrating Gandhi Jayanti Festival in collaboration with the Eternal Gandhi Museum, Houston. So can you tell us a little bit more about what exactly this Mahatma Symphony is?
10: Okay, indeed. Uh, So, you know, as we know that this is 75th year celebrations of India's independence, and, you know, it's a huge moment for us you know, as Indians to be able to celebrate this landmark uh, time. So, um, so the Houston Symphony, um, the, the presentation of Dr. Subramaniam, Dr. Subramaniam is writing a symphony called Mahatma Symphony. It has never been performed anywhere in the world, so Houston is going to be premiering that. And in, in, in addition to that, he's going to be playing his own concertos with the Houston Symphony, and this is going to be performed in conjunction with the Houston Symphony Orchestra. So the Mahatma Symphony is a piece that he's writing. It's going to be a good 30, 45-minute piece. And in addition, they're going to be uh, performing some other concertos as well. Um, so that is the Mahatma Symphony, but it's all to celebrate India's Independence Day. Uh, Independence of the 75th Anniversary. The one in October 2nd, as you know, is Gandhi Jayanti. And again, every year we try and partner with the Gandhi Memorial um, uh, uh, folks off Houston. They're doing some phenomenal work and building the museum here with Atul Qatari and his team. So we are partnering on that one to bring an absolutely amazing audiovisual program where Millen Oaks, and his team from Pune are going to be flying out to, they're curating this specially for us called Jejot Desh Shamira. And that is to celebrate the Thousand Lights for Peace, you know, in conjunction with the Eternal Gandhi Museum of Houston. And that's going to be an amazing uh, piece of work. Uh, and um, it's also going to give EGMH an opportunity to celebrate you know, this whole business of the celebrating thousands of lives of peace, which, you know, they're very very huge into the peace movement. So that's Gandhi Genti, but that's going to be done in partnership with the Eternal Gandhi Museum people.
2: Uh, Sheetal, uh, we're just down to the last couple of minutes, so uh, just before we have to sign off and go to our next guest, do you want to uh, let people know a little bit more about any one of these other programs? The, the upcoming sure. one is the Andean, I- Indian Melodies of Folklore from South America and India. July 9th at Match.
10: Right. So very quickly, uh, uh, you know, we have, and I will send you an updated version of our program. We have added another, after the uh, last uh, October 2nd, we've added another event called Sahid the where we're going to be uh, doing another piece on the life and, and, and poetry. It's another niche entertainment production. So the next event is indeed the Andean Indian Melodies of Folklore over at Match on July 9th. And then we have Dr. Subramaniam. After that, we have a ghazal singer called Puja Goswami. And, of course, then we have Sajat Khan after that, uh, and then Yehuday Shamira and then Sahil Luthanvi. If you're able to get the programming, uh, go on to iaahouston.org. Everything is listed on that. Please become a patron and come and support us. If you want to be involved with the organization, feel free to give me a call. My number is 713-376-2405, and we would welcome every single person who wants to uh, you know, be, be engaged and involved in
2: the arts. Thank you so much, Sheetal, for all of that and really for taking the time to, to join us. I know you had a very, very long night last night. So in spite of that, we appreciate you coming to to explain all this to our listeners. So
10: thank, thank you, thank you for having me. I appreciate your support. I appreciate the, you know, by having uh, our our names uh, have something in common with the Indo American, with the Indo American Association, or yes. uh, the Indo American News. I love the fact that we have some common ground. Really, the
2: great. Certainly. Well, thank you so much once again. Love to have you back again sometime down anytime. the road. All right, anytime. T- anytime. take take thank care. Thank you so much. Thank
3: right. you. Thanks, bye bye. Sheetal. Bye.
2: So, this is Indo-American News uh, Radio, and we are going to be going to our second guest, who is Shazia Hussain. She's already waiting on the line. We'll be back with her after these messages, so don't go away, folks.
0: The
9: most beautiful diamonds, precisely crafted in eternal designs.
0: Maharaja, best quality diamonds at pre-inflation prices. Maharaja, bringing diamonds to life.
9: 5821 Hillcroft, 713-480-6776 <laughs>
8: wo barso purana swad yahan barso purana swad are lao
0: matlab hai barso purani original recipe best quality ke ingredients
9: distributed by superior trading dallas and available in all leading stores of texas
0: Indo-American News Radio,
9: India News,
0: U.S. News, World News, Movie Reviews, and Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm promoting
1: Indo-American American News Radio.
4: Welcome back, listeners. I'm pleased to introduce our next guest. Uh, she's uh, real estate agent Shazia Hussain. Shazia has a bachelor's degree in health education from the University of Houston and she used to be in the industry as a makeup artist when she was younger and an esthetician uh, for skin care. Shazia has been buying homes and making them beautiful for over five years as a real estate investor and when the opportunity came up last year for her to purchase a venue in Katy, she knew that it was the space that Houston area was missing. She transformed the amazing space with marble flooring and neutral walls and accents uh, to allow any wedding decor to shine. Uh, Most venues have a certain look or carpet that overpowered the space. Creating something clean, bright and neutral was everything that Shazia looked for that she had never found. So she was able to create it for others at the Palm Royal Villa and so here is shazia to explain to us more about the palm royal villa hey shazia
11: hi how are you
2: good good to have you with us
11: yeah welcome to our show thank you thank you for having me
2: yeah you were with us last year i think uh earlier in may march or may or something like that this was right at the the time when yeah when i
11: can't believe it's been over it's been about a year time right. life.
2: Yeah. yeah you started uh, this whole uh, concept of the the venue during covid and it was quite a gamble wasn't
11: it oh very much so yeah i mean that kind of everything was on a halt as soon as covid happened i mean nobody kind of wanted to have events as you know everyone was kind of a little shocked what was going on
2: yeah yeah so where is this where is palm royal villa
11: um so we're about uh, six minutes away from katie mills mall uh, we're right on 1463 um kind of right on the same exit as cane island Oh, so okay. People know that kind of neighborhood there, which is kind of er- and the Bucky's right there on in Katy.
2: Right, okay. you take the bu- Bucky's exit and then the you Bucky's go south, exit.
11: and oh, okay. you take a left, and then we're right there.
2: Right, and I've been there. It's a very nice, huge uh, estate. I mean, a lot yeah, of ground yeah. and a lot of good landscaping, and the villa itself is very, is very, is, is huge. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how did you, uh, how did you decide to do this in the middle of Katy?
11: Well, I mean, I think if just opportunity came up, I mean, it was kind of, uh, I guess if you want to say by luck, and I just thought I'd take a chance, um, and I've done this before where I've taken a property and remodeled, and, you know, this is a much, much bigger property, but, um, you know, I've been blessed in a way that I guess I was able to transform the space into something that I think a lot of people do appreciate because we're very much different than anything out there. Did you
3: have like a small setback when you were about to launch it? It was during the time of COVID, but you still were motivated enough to continue with your project. So how was that
11: around? Yeah, that? we actually had an open house, which at the open house, which I think it was by the end of February and March was full-blown COVID. Yeah. So it was kind of the talks just started about COVID, but nobody really know if it was coming or if it was a thing. So, you know, we just took our chance and continued. Um, but literally 30 days later is when all the shutdowns started happening.
5: Wow,
2: that was quite but a But
3: you g- still kept going, so that's what's, you know... Yeah, we kept
11: going. Yeah, we just tried to do what we could. You know, that's where, you know, I really took charge of kind of social media and made sure that we were still getting out there. I mean, eventually events were, were going to continue, but obviously everyone at that time was very hesitant.
3: So how's the response been since you opened up? I mean, um, yeah, I, now, I mean, yeah, I think now. I mean, we're
11: we're in a we're a little different space. I think people are a little bit more comfortable now um, to have their events, and I think people are actually celebrating more than just bigger events. They're celebrating little events now. So. Um, so, what's the capacity? Really w- for
2: w- us. What's the capacity of the villa?
11: So the villa indoors, um, seated, if you do not have a dance floor, we can have 300. So okay. kind of like for a conference, if you would like to say. And then for an event, um, like with a wedding, with a dance floor, you can have 250 people. Um, the actual ballroom interlinks into the courtyard space, which the courtyard also can hold another 150. So if, if somebody's open to having an indoor-outdoor event, then we can um, approximately hold like you know a little bit more than 300.
2: Uh, yeah I, I've been there I, the courtyard is very nice it, from the courtyard uh, you go into this uh, low uh, building which is where the groom's uh, uh, end up the groom's dressing room is and, where the, right. and then upstairs on the second floor in the main villa itself is where the, the bride and her entourage can be getting ready and so on uh, yes. And so and I also understand that you you have some plans to expand in in the space in the back?
11: Yeah, we do. We are thinking of some plans of what we can, you know, uniquely put out there, but um we do have a demand now that COVID is, you know, I think COVID is here, but you know, with people that are getting a little bit more comfortable, but people are asking for a bigger space. Uh-huh. Um, so they're looking for 4 or 5 600 people, so you know, we're looking to maybe try to accommodate that.
4: Uh, and shazia you probably for a wedding you probably have a list of vendors that you work with so um, whoever wants to rent out the facility can uh, order the right type of ethnic food and uh, uh, djs and so forth
11: yeah we we're actually very flexible and we do do have a large ethnic community that comes to us so um, a little different than us we don't have a buyout fee um, for if you were to bring in you know Indian food, Pakistani food, any kind of food—we don't charge for that. Um, So we're a little open to that. I knew, I I do know that happens quite often that they don't want an in-house American food. Uh So we do allow um, all caterers to come in at no charge. So you
3: automatically have like an uh, in-house American food, like it's a deal,
11: a package deal of some sort. Correct. Yes, we do have an in-house like a package, which is like an all-inclusive. Which includes if they want like an alcohol package and then also the food and then the entire space, like and with a little bit of like the linens and security and the valet. So we do have a package like that. If somebody doesn't want to do, um, you know, all the homework behind it, we kind of do it for them. Um, otherwise, if there's somebody who, you know, has all the vendors that they want to use, then they can just rent the space only. Yeah.
5: yeah.
2: How,
3: how far are you booked up for? Like, how far ahead of? time would people need to book your place in advance
11: um so it just depends um so our books are open till 23 i haven't opened 24 just yet whoa um <laughs> so 23 we are we have bookings up to december 23
2: get out of oh here oh my
11: goodness yeah, people you know you'd be surprised people are you know planning ahead. understanding yeah they need to book in advance and this year saturdays are completely gone Wow. So we're, if anybody wants a Friday or a Sunday, that's the only thing we do have.
2: Oh, okay. So, so so if they want to make a reservation, which number should they call you at?
11: Um, the number to call is uh, 832-855-5520.
2: Okay. You want to repeat that? 832-855-5520. Correct. Yeah. Eight, that gets them to you.
11: Yeah, that gets them to me or one of like um, the coordinators. I have a couple of coordinators that um, work in-house and they're with me all the time. So they kind of make sure that everything, you know, goes correctly and guides you the right way.
4: Uh, Shazia, are you able to um, mention uh, some of the landmark events that have taken place recently at the Palm Royal?
11: Um, Yeah, like some of the bigger events that have happened. We just had actually, um, you know, a 300-person um, wedding that was outdoors which was beautiful um you know it's every event is different for us you know which we love to see so it just depends i mean we're open to everything you know different people have their big kid's birthday they have 40th birthdays, 50th birthdays. so you know our space is very flexible and you can kind of use the space how you would like and that's the kind of reason why i built this to be like a blank slate to make it how you would like the event to look
2: well, do you actually have like, planners uh, that on your staff that can help people so that they don't, they don't have to get another wedding planner or something?
11: Yes, we do. We do have in-house coordination. So they'll kind of like, put together timelines and vendors and making sure that the flow of everything goes like the way you would like. So we do have that as a package um, in-house. Uh Shazia,
3: I noticed your background is uh, being a makeup artist and an aesthetician. Mm -hmm. So uh, is there something that you offer as a package that would, you know, say for a wedding, that you will offer a makeup and, you know, bridal package or something for your customers?
11: Um, We don't offer any bridal. I don't. I'm so busy with the (laughs) venue aspect of it. But, you know, um, people... We allow all of that to come in. I mean, our bridal suite is beautiful. We have, you know, different stations for... And I've made sure that the bridal suites are very makeup-friendly and hair artist-friendly. So, because I come from that background, a lot of people are very impressed by that room because, I mean, I was in the industry for so long, I know what people kind of look for. Um, So... Yeah, I mean at this time they can actually do the, the makeup
3: over there. They don't have to do it yes. ahead of time and come. Correct. Yeah, up. they can do it on site. That, that's like an extra incentive. You know, that's
11: like an extra. They, they have a yeah, very nice. you don't nice have to rent a hotel room and then come. Yeah, you can do everything and get ready there. They have a
2: very nice uh, uh, bride's suite upstairs. Mm-hmm. And hmm. the, the, the bride can come down through a spiral staircase. Ah, oh, very wow. nice. And, and they have, uh, as you gri- drive up to the property, the very ornate cast iron gates in the front mm. that open up and then a sort of meandering driveway that goes to the front door. How sweet. So it's, very, it's really impressive.
3: My next question yeah. is going to be, Shazia, uh, I, you know, it's uh, it seems to it sounds like it's perfect for weddings. Do you have any deals with any area hotels that, you know, you partner with where the, uh, you know, the grooms and the bride's families can stay and, you know, be like, yes, stay yeah. locally? Um, so you down know? the
11: street, down the street right by um, Katie Mills Mall, there's multiple hotels with that we have partnership with. Um, uh, so a couple of them good. Have been shuttled to yeah. us.
2: Yeah, that's so they very travel good.
11: So to us if they want to stay. Some people, oh, we have a lot of um, rides that are actually from out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are able to do room blocks for them or however we like to accommodate. But we have, do have partnerships with multiple hotels down the road. That's perfect.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds that helps a lot, yeah. Because, you know, if you have to drive long distances... it. Sanchali for your problem. next
2: your next wedding?
3: really? Sure.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> yes. So uh, actually uh, I I have talked to Shazia's dad uh, because you know they advertise with us on our mm-hmm. front page Palm Royal uh, Oh yeah. Palm Royal Villa. So I've, I've been asking him about uh, doing my mom's birthday.
5: Oh, that yes, would be nice. Tell me. Yeah. Yes. yes. He, uh, you
2: know, on September 11th. 9/11.
3: So you have a lot of family support, it
11: sounds like. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. My dad is my mentor for sure.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, Very dynamic guy. Very. He he does. He makes decisions so quickly and he sticks by them. So he's really very, you're very fortunate to have him as a mentor. Um, so is, is, are you, when you say your dad and you, uh, are you the only member of the family that's running this particular operation or do you have other yeah. siblings?
11: No, it's just me. Yeah, it's just me. He, you know, that's the one thing about him. He makes you kind of, you just jump in it and you. he prays that you, you kind of learn. So, you know, I learned this from scratch. I mean, I had to do a lot of, uh, you know, research myself and, you know, I have been in the industry before here and there a little bit, but you know obviously creating everything from bottom up you know it, it was not the easiest thing but you know i've been blessed to be now where i'm at
4: yeah yeah shazia uh, does palm royal take up all your time or do you provide other re- real estate uh, investing or uh, purchasing options for your customers
11: at the moment no at the moment i am fully concentrated with palm sure. um so at this time that's kind of where all my full concentration is as you know, the market is kind of crazy right now. You kind of really can't touch it.
2: Yeah. Right. By the way, uh, for people who might be considering Palm Royal as a venue, they have a lot of parking spaces in the back. I mean, the parking is not yes. a problem.
11: So our property is actually a valet. Um, so most of the packages that do come with anything, the 75 and up of people, um, the packages are the valets <coughs> included.
2: Ah, okay. Well, that's great, mm-hmm. you know. I yeah, mean, it's a
11: nice touch to have at your event, and it just kind of makes it a little bit easier.
2: Yeah, it certainly does. Uh, so once again, folks, if you want a venue in on the west side of town and in Katy especially, because there's a lot of our people who are living in Katy now. Uh, yes. So if you want a venue out there, and a good one, a very nice one, and some people who are willing to, to, to work with you on pricing as well as they're flexible on what you can do there... The number to call is 832-855-5520, and that is for Shazia Khan, uh, Shazia Hussain, Hussain. I mean, Um, and uh, for the Palm Royal Villa. Anything else you want to add to that, uh, Shazia?
11: Um, No, at this time, I mean, if anybody has questions, I mean, they can always give us a phone call, and most of the time people do call, they're looking for specific dates. so um, if you guys, also we have a text line, so... If they want to text, they can always text. And then on the website, there's a full 3D tour. You can actually walk the entire property. And what is um, the website? You know, the website is palmroyalvilla.com.
2: Oh, that's very
3: easy. And do you have yeah. like the dates that it's available um, on the website?
11: So our dates, they book every, almost every day. So depending on the, the calendar changes. So they'll yeah. have to just call in and just call us to see if we have a contract on that date or if it's pending. Um, so it's just depending if... but. Saturdays are not available for this year, but we do have some obviously for next year.
2: Boy, that's an envious position to be in. Saturdays are not available for this year. There's yes. another 27 <laughs> Saturdays but they're not available.
11: Yeah. Even she's booked in 2023, so that's right. amazing. Yeah. I mean, people yeah. come for 2024 surprisingly, but we haven't opened that calendar just yet, so <laughs> we will soon. How about
2: how about if somebody wanted to do a breakfast event? Would that be possible?
11: Yeah, we're open to that. Yeah, we're I mean, any kind of event. We you know, we have a lot of kids parties. Oh, really? You know, so, yeah, we have a, like over-the-top kids' parties. People bring jump houses and, you know, all the different kinds of balloon artists and things like that. Oh, I know. So, you've you got know, so yeah.
2: much space out there in, in the front yeah, and in so the back.
11: Yeah, kind of, a, we have the space outside really helps.
2: Yeah, and, and the courtyard, by the way, you've got some Mexican chimneys, and it, it can be nice and warm and some strung, string lights that are strung all over the place.
11: Yeah, and in the evening in summertime in Houston, it's not too bad. Actually, it cools down after 8 o'clock.
2: Right, yeah, and, you, and it's nicely lit. So uh, I would hardly uh, encourage everyone to go out there and at least take a look. It, it is a, it's a very charming place. So Shazia, thank you so much for joining us and explaining to, us, uh, to our listeners about Palm Royal Villa. Once again, the number to call is 832-855-5520 and talk to Shazia Hussain at Palm Royal Villa.
3: Thank you so much for being on our show thank you so much for having me
2: yeah anytime hope to have you again and uh, and definitely when my mom's birthday coming up
10: (laughs) yes we'll all get to see it then
3: yeah thank you thank Mm -hmm. thank you Shazia thank you guys Mm -hmm. take care bye Bye. take care
2: bye well we already have our next guest here Sanchali yes
3: yes she's here in person
2: yep she uh, and that is going to be uh, where is the I don't even have the write-up oh I do have the write-up we're going to be talking to Asha Call. Yes. She's going to be talking about the Isha Foundation's event that's going to happen this, this no, on Sunday.
7: Tomorrow. Tomorrow.
2: Mm-hmm. At the um, town Sugar center. Sugarland town, town, town Center. Yes. So it's a walkathon. So we'll be talking to her. So don't go away, folks. We will be back. This is Indo-American News Radio. Uh, we hope that you're enjoying what you're what you're hearing, what you're seeing, what you, well, you can't see us, but that's a good thing that they can't see us, Anjali. Because they, they'll be seeing you eating nuts. We have a <laughs> and you too. <laughs> Thank you, Pramod. We have, uh, we have all these nuts that we can jump into. So, folks, don't go away. We'll be back. Uh, and uh, we'll, after Asha call, we'll be talking to somebody about um, history in Europe. And that's Gautam Sinha. So don't go away. This is Indo-American News radio. radio.
9: You're listening to Masala Radio. 107.5 KGLK HD4 Lake Jackson and 98.7 FM K254BZ Fairbanks. Masala.
0: Showfest.
9: Friday, June 24th at NRG
8: Arena. Revine! Narayan, Kumar Sanu, and Alka Yagnik. Special offer
0: on the elite section:
8: sofa seats, ballet parking, private entry from backstage, VIP dinner and lounge, meet and greet pictures with all three legends. Regular price one thousand. Masala special five hundred. First two rows four hundred. Rows three and four.
0: Call or text 372
5: 8323725756.
9: Best Brains Learning Centers are now enrolling for summer and the 2023 school year. Keep your child's brain sharp with math, English, abacus, coding, public speaking, and many more enriching programs taught by certified school teachers. School homework help and start test prep available too. Programs as low as $99 a month. Call your closest location for a free placement test or register online at bestbrains.com. My kolachi, Sunday Brunch.
8: Such amazing veg, non-veg varieties. Kya halwa puri banate. hai? Dilli ki gai. Gourmet gravies and grills. With kadak toot pati chai.
1: Shereyar
0: and Farzana of My kolachi invite you to delicious Sunday Brunch. 11.30 to 3 p.m. only 14.95.
8: My kolachi, Famous for kadais and kebabs.
0: On 59 in Williams Trace next to Home Depot. 281-240-0786.
8: My kolachi.
0: Indo American News Radio,
7: India News,
0: US News, World News, Movie Reviews, and Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm
2: Pramont.
1: Indo American News Radio.
2: Hello, everyone. We're back again with uh, our. Is this. Ooh, the next hour, the 5 o'clock hour. 5 to 6 the hour for it seems like we've been on the radio a lot huh, Sinchali? yes
3: <laughs> it's already been 2 hours it's
2: been 2 hours with the when we do the quiz it's like they we're quizzed out <laughs> so um well, well we're delighted to have with us our next guest uh who's been um uh waiting very patiently outside in the lo- uh, in the lobby uh, her name is Asha Call and she's worked for 30 years at the United Parcel Service, uh, a, a company that I very much admire, but it's, uh, for their for for their work ethic, an international logistics manager for Texas, Louisiana, and New Mexico. She took early retirement in January 2022, not just six months ago. So uh, you know that, and so she's been uh, getting involved in many other activities. She's currently enjoying her free time with family and friends, and she's volunteering for the Isha Foundation, uh, which we'll learn more about. And she's married to Bibu Kol for 37 years, and she has two very wonderful 23-year-old twins, a boy and a girl. So welcome to the program, Asha. It's so good to have you with us.
12: Thank you, Jawaharji. Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate you giving me an opportunity to talk about Save Soil Global Initiative.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. That that is a very interesting concept, uh, folks. For for those who, who are not aware of this, and I certainly was not. Mm-hmm. It's a concept that Sadhguru has been promoting about s- soil conservation. The the actual efficacy of the soil. The soil essentially it loses its its uh, its dynamics. The nutrients. Yeah, the nutrients to become as productive, and you can't produce uh fruits or other plants with as much potency like you were telling me uh, some years ago you would take it would take one plant and you'd have eight or ar- tell me about the oranges
12: yeah yeah um, uh, you know again just like you know a lot of people I consider myself an informed person but this is a uh, you know situation or uh, about the soil conservation, this is something that I also became aware of uh, recently. Uh, To give you an example, like uh, in our grandfather's generation, if they ate one orange, it gave them enough nutrients or vitamin A that is required by human beings. And now, to get the same amount of vitamin A, we have to eat eight oranges. No way. That is how deficient our soil has become.
2: Wow. And is that a worldwide thing?
12: Yes. Yes. So, um, again, to share <laughs> some stats with you, um, in United States, 50% of our soil has, or what we call topsoil, has degraded. Um, and, again, for your listeners' um, information, what is topsoil? Topsoil is... 36 to 39 inches of soil that is used in agriculture. Mm-hmm. And this is the most biodiverse and living system that you can find in our ecosystem.
2: Uh huh. So, to it, and topsoil, of course, doesn't, does that contain any of the, the compost and so on and so forth in it? No.
12: Actually, it's a living system in a one teaspoon of a good topsoil. Has enough bioorganisms, as many as humans there are on the on this earth.
2: Wow! So now we can learn for people who are intrigued by this. They can learn more about this at the walkathon that you're going to be having, soil conservation walkathon. Tell us more about that.
12: So um, again, if you if somebody is interested in, in learning more about the state of our soil and what can they do, how can they contribute? Uh, they can go to www.savesoil.org and get some information. And to raise awareness in Houston, um, we are organizing a walkathon. When is it? June 18th, mm-hmm. Saturday, June 18th. Okay. The walkathon is from 7 to 9:30 a.m. in Sugarland Town Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, the flag off would be 7 a.m. And it's a fun-filled event, you know. There is going to be music, um, face painting.
2: So it, it's supposed to raise funds, right?
12: Actually, more than the funds, we are not. This is not a fundraising campaign. Oh. The walkathon is free. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can register on www.eventbrite for free. This is more to raise awareness.
4: Uh, Asha, before we talk further about the soil um, conservation project, could you tell us a little about um, the Isha Foundation and Sadhguru?
12: Yes. Sadhguru, as a lot of you may already be familiar with, he is a mystic yogi and, um, you know, he has done a lot of work in uh, environmental field. Um, there was a big project called calling on um, conservation of the riverbanks and um, currently the most uh, pressing, uh, you know, the humanitarian project that he's working on is Save Soil.
5: Mm-hmm.
12: On March 21st, um, he started on a 30,000 kilometer alone motorcyclist journey wow. of 100,000 kilometers. Wow. Raising awareness. Yes, he started in London and has crossed across 26 countries, arrived in India on May 15th. And you know, if you are, you may have a question like, why did Sadhguru put himself through this arduous journey? Um, Like, you know, uh, bearing the elements, Riding on a motorcycle is not the easiest thing to do across and the globe, especially
2: at his age.
12: Yes, yes, across the globe. Uh, his reason was that, for some, an important, uh, you know, issue like this, cause
5: yeah,
12: a cause like this, the only way we can make a difference is first of all, if we raise awareness, and if
3: all of us are aware we are going to drive policy change so what is causing the degradation of the soil to begin with be- before we go into you know
12: so i'm glad you asked the how question. are we raising
3: awareness because we have to explain what is causing the soil degradation sure, sure. right
12: i'm glad you asked the question it is truly not something that uh, you know we are doing deliberately it is the natural activity
3: of agriculture that is oh. is pursued mm-hmm. because of all the artificial fertilizers and you know uh, synthetic stuff that we are putting in our soil that that is one of the
12: aspects but more than that when a soil is plowed it becomes exposed to the elements of weather so the when soil loses its moisture content uh, that is how it turns into sand over time. So,
4: uh, Sanchali, uh, do you know why the uh, beach in Galveston uh, the water is brown?
3: Yeah, because of all the pollutants that are coming no, from no, the No, no, it's sea. the
4: topsoil that's coming from the Mississippi uh, northern. Uh, yeah, the Mississippi and the northern states. So that uh, demonstrates what Asha has
2: been talking about: how the, the topsoil has been eroded. eroded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but uh, since you're talking about the water that's uh, evaporated, <coughs> so rising global temperatures do not portend good things there because the hotter it gets, the more moisture is evaporated.
12: So that, that's a good question that you have raised. Um, you know, we, how we are all very aware of climate change, glacier retreats, Global warming. Global warming. And we even talk about like, you know, how extinction of bees. But we don't address the root cause of all these problems, which is degradation of our soil. And I just wanted to share an alarming fact with you. The earth is turning into a desert. 90% of earth's soil could degrade into sand by 2050. Wow. Uh, Let me repeat that.
2: 2050.
12: 90%. Yes, in 28 Whoa. years.
2: Wow. Oh, my gosh. 30 years. That's just a um, uh, house mortgage. Yeah. I know. <laughs> the, we may have the house, but nothing else.
3: Yeah. So <clears> next <throat> question. So, what are we going to do? I mean, how do, uh, we,
2: yeah, how repair, do we reverse
3: repair this? the soil? So, um, again, as I mentioned to you,
12: one of the things, the large-scale agricultural activity that is causing exposure of topsoil to the elements and eventually its degradation. What we can do as a policy changes what Sadhguru has been all through his journey talking to different uh, you know, policy makers, governments, and influential people in the world is to change our agricultural policies uh, to where you know um, as part of an agricultural policy there are stipulations to, uh, you know, plant trees. Mm-hmm. Green vegetation, green cover is what saves our soil. Yeah. Now, that is for the garments. Um, on a personal level, what can you and I do? Um, it comes down to basic healthy habits. If 30 to 40% of our diet comes from trees, naturally we will encourage farmers to grow Things that grow on trees, Uh, not so much on the grain and the agricultural side side that needs plowing, Mm -hmm. which kind of results. is an indirect. The soil degradation is an indirect impact of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So on a personal level, of course, you know, on a day-to-day basis, what we do with our green waste is a small way of uh, contributing towards um, keeping the soil around in our area healthy,
5: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
12: but on a larger scale, <coughs> growing more trees, uh, as as much of our agricultural land has green cover, uh, the better off our soil would be.
2: Well, is, is the emphasis of the Isha Foundation on local self uh, self-help type of groups, or is it to do it on a grander scale in some other places, like maybe the Thar Desert part or Rajasthan in India, or so on.
12: So, since this is a global issue, it's not a localized problem in Asia or Europe or in you know North America. Since this is a global issue and it's a global concern, the effort also has to be global, mm-hmm. and. Nothing less than policy changes at a governmental level would eventually make the greatest impact that needs to happen uh, for us to be able to save our soil.
2: So now you here in Houston are doing this walkathon. Are there other people in other major cities in the US doing the same thing?
12: absolutely this walkathon is happening in 60 different cities
2: oh the same time
12: right oh. uh on 18th or 19th june
2: um okay
12: so between these two days it's happening in 60 different cities in north america
2: oh
4: ah, wow nice uh asha uh, i just want to mention that uh i see Sadhguru's teachings on instagram and TikTok all the time and he's an amazing uh uh in with lot of wisdom. Sneaker, yeah. And one thing I like is uh, I've seen him play golf. <laughs> so <laughs> since I'm a golf player, I appreciate
2: his interest. But golfing is actually not good for the planet, is it? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Too much <laughs> too much water that's just going down the tube. Yes.
5: Yeah.
2: Well I, it it grows lawns. <laughs>
3: yeah. I'm reading some statistics from the Isha website and it's saying thirty percent of India's land is already degraded. And 90% of India's states are seeing soil turn into desert. Mm.
2: Well, there's a lot of runoff because a lot of trees on the Himalayas and the foothills have been cut off. And there's nothing to bind the soil anymore. It just runs off with the fun first rains. So, well, um, so there's uh, folks, if you are interested in this topic and you want to be able to do something productive and uh, useful for the planet, please contact, uh, they can contact you.
12: Yes. Um,
2: and your number again, do, is there. A number you want to give out?
12: Sure, sure. If so, first of all, of course, I will encourage everyone to come for the walkathon on June 18. Um, the walkathon is from 7 to 9:30 a.m. Uh, the number, if you have uh, more questions, um, feel free to call 832-408-0663 or email uh, Isha Volunteer at Houston at ishausa.org.
2: I see, and there are many more volunteers like you, or or are are you coordinating this effort by through the Houston area?
12: Um, I am not the primary coordinator. I'm one of the you know volunteers okay. uh, in Houston area.
2: Okay. Uh,
4: Asha, I've seen uh, Isha Foundation meditation events at India House. So, do you have those on regular basis?
12: Um, we used to have them on regular basis, at least once a quarter. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, because of COVID, everything had to go online. Oh, okay. So, um, our you know, Isha Foundation's yoga program, which is called Inner Engineering,
5: mm-hmm.
12: it is still happening.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's
12: happening online now, mm-hmm. um, thanks to technology. Yeah. And we are hoping soon we may be back to conducting it in person. Mm-hmm. Which is the best way to experience it?
2: Correct, correct, correct. But with the price of gas going up like this, we may not be <laughs> there going there very far. True, true, true. Yeah. Well said. So once again, folks, the event is June eighteenth. It's a soil uh, conservation uh, movement. movement awareness program, and it's a walkathon from seven to nine a.m. It's being held in sixty different cities across North America, and we are fortunate to have it in Sugarland. So at town center, you're going to be walking around the town center?
12: Yes, we have a marked uh, route, very safe. We have uh, 20 uh, cops all through the route uh, because the safety is number one. Mm -hmm. And there will be water stations. There will be volunteers guiding you. So there is a path chalked out. It's a 5k route. So I would encourage everyone to come. Come with your families. Um,
2: we could do that Sanchali 5k you do that in your sleep <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much Asha once again really appreciate it and, and folks if you want more details from her you can call up 832-408-0663 and once again enjoyed having you on the show and Asha thank, thank you Jamar. Thank you for such a uh, worthy project and yes bringing it to our attention Mushi.
3: such a good cause and uh, Right. Making p- people aware, that's what's most important. Yeah. Thank you for your time, again.
2: Of course, of course. And uh, good luck to you. A- and we want to know what happens after the event. Uh, folks, this is Indo-American News Radio. We're going to be going to our next guest, uh, Gotham Sinha, who's waiting outside in the lobby. And so we'll be back with him in just a few seconds. Don't go away. Indo American News Radio.
7: India News.
2: US News. World News.
0: Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday,
7: 4 to 6 p.m.
0: On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramone. Indo American
5: -American News News Radio.
9: This Father's Day. Fulfill his dream and yours. Start your career to be a medical doctor in Aruba. Asoma, the American University School of Medicine, Aruba. Open House is on Saturday, June 18th at the Houston Marriott South at Hobby Airport, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with Director of Admissions Reggie Nyer. Since 2011, Asoma has offered affordable tuition rates, scholarship options, majority MD trained faculty, and guaranteed clinical rotations in the U.S. for registration or one-on-one appointments. 404- 538-9727 visit
8: asoma.org. that's A-U-S-O-M-A dot org. barso purana swad yahan
7: barso
8: purana swad
0: are bikano lao the hai barso purani original recipe best distributed
9: by superior trading dallas and available in all leading stores of texas
2: Indo-American News Radio.
9: India News.
0: U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm promoting.
1: Indo-American American News Radio.
2: All right, folks, we're back again. That was a quick uh, change of scene. Now we have a new guest. And t- today it feels like, you know, the we we're, we're rushing from one place to the other it's like can to
11: keep up <laughs> it's
2: like trying to catch a, a train every every train <laughs> compartment that we're going from one to the other and this time around we're going to have um, our last guest for this afternoon yes uh, uh,
4: last but not the least is gautam sinna he's a research and development executive currently with deloitte consulting and he has worked in senior management roles at ge Emerson and Halliburton. An electrical engineer by training, Gautam received his bachelor's degree from IIT Bombay, a PhD from the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and an MBA from Washington University in St. Louis. Gautam is here for an interesting reason. He is an avid history buff with a deep understanding of Eastern European history, culture, politics and religion, having lived in Romania for Quite a few years. Gautam now lives in Sugarland with his uh, better half, Kalika, who owns and runs Code Ninjas, and they have two children. Welcome, Gautam. Thank you
2: very much. Glad to be here. Um, sorry, I had put you on mute. Gautam, you need to say that one more time. <laughs> <laughs> thank,
13: thank you for that introduction. Glad to be here.
2: <laughs> right, I'm so sorry about that. No worries. Uh, but yeah, it's good to have you here. So um, you lived in Romania?
13: That's right. Uh, Romania was a very interesting uh, assignment for me. I went there uh, as an expat on behalf of my employer at that time, Emerson, Uh to start up the new business there. But uh, uh, Emerson Romania, at that point in time, was going through a transition. It was still not a full member of the European Union. Mm-hmm. It was uh, still coming out from under the shadows of the communist
2: regime. So this was after Ceaușescu? After
13: Ceaușescu. What year was after,
3: that,
13: uh, Gautam? Uh, between 2006 and 2010. Uh-huh. So you know,
2: I, l- I lived in Romania for a while. Oh, did you? In, in Bucharest.
13: Okay, I lived in uh, Cluj, Cluj. Oh, in okay, so, how about that? Uh, yeah. Bucharest was a big city to go to, and uh, but we went to Budapest in mm-hmm. neighboring Hungary for Indian meals. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so, what's life like in Romania at that time? Well, it was very interesting that um, Romania was, as, as I mentioned earlier, coming out of the you know the old way of doing things, and you know democracy and the free market system, rule of law, all those kind of things was kind of. Uh, getting established so there was a lot of churn there were people were not comfortable with how the new things and the new system would work out Um, people were really trying to make it work and i think they have succeeded spectacularly Mm -hmm. they have been uh, full-fledged members of eu they are full partners in nato so i think that has gone very well for romania and i really commend these societies that made the transition in a relatively peaceful way From the old system. But Romania
2: is still, uh, you're absolutely right politically. But on the economic front, they're kind of like Louisiana is to Texas.
13: (laughs) Yes, they did suffer. And uh, no doubt, Romania is actually very rich from a natural resource standpoint. Minerals. Oil oil was a huge strategic asset. In fact, unfortunately, that is what got the attention of the Axis powers during World War II, which is why they wanted Romania on their side. Right, Mm. right.
2: and we're going to be talking about that, actually. that The subject that you wanted to touch on yeah. as a history buff, not necessarily as an engineer, right, is about how Europe of 1919 to 1939, the 20 mm-hmm. years there, how that uh, is a harbinger of where we are right now.
13: That's right. There's a lot of uh, similarities between those points in time and some significant differences, too. Uh-huh. So you have a political situation in Europe, especially eastern europe which is still very transient it is still settling down there is a great power over there there are strong alliances Mm -hmm. and they seem to be starting to step on each other's toes so that is a new phenomenon that was still happening that happened once before in europe in the mid 30s and so on Um, you have the same backdrop of Mm -hmm. economic instability everyone kind of on their edge as far as ensuring that you know peace prosperity can continue into the next decade and um unfortunately as in those that decade there's a rising power in the east as well mm-hmm. that is competing for world resources and emerging as a counterpoint what
2: what was the rising power back then back then it was uh, japan
5: mm-hmm.
13: and japan um japan was an outright uh, imperial power at that point in time and it's uh The modern day, uh, I don't think you can compare China to Japan of those days at all. But the economic heft and the influence that China wields on the world is very comparable, if not more. Mm -hmm. Um, That actually brings up the other point that uh, unlike back in in the antebellum years of Europe, uh, the international system is a bit stronger today. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody sort of subscribes to open trade. Uh, very inter- interconnected. Very interconnected, and those those ties are hard to unwind. You can see with all the sanctions that are going on against Russia right now how hard it is to unwind that. How too hard it is to unwind the impact of any economic sanctions or any measures you take from one country to the other. So that's that's a big difference. But 100 one years then. ago, it was not that way. It was not that way. But the war had reset a lot of those things, uh, the relationships amongst the countries back then. Mm-hmm. In World War I kind of destroyed free trade. So pre-World War One, for example, uh, mercantilism was on the rise. It was the dominant. Free trade was the norm. Mm-hmm. World War One completely destroyed that. So mm-hmm. it was back to trade barriers, sanctions, protectionism. But, but the,
2: the losers in World War I, mm-hmm. the Turkoman uh, the Empire, Ottoman Empire, Ottoman Empire, the, the, uh, the Ottoman Empire, Empire, and the Austro Hungarian Empire. Right, right. The, when they kind of disintegrated, mm-hmm. and they left all these other Balkan states, etc. Right. So th- do you think that same sort of phenomenon is happening now with the Donbass <laughs> being taken over, Odessa, yeah. Maripol?
13: I think some of that phenomenon is definitely. Um, in effect here what we see is uh, that there are um the stirrings of nationalism you know nationalism is nationalism is just below the surface in europe uh, there's a reason why uh, european civilization and culture is so well developed people are extremely self-aware of their history their uh, past and um What happens is that every time there are instabilities or provocations, uh, people sort of revert to their civilizational basis. So it's very interesting to go back into the history and take a look at, you know, what Ukraine has been over time, what Russia is over time. Um, And one very stellar example of all this, for example, is uh, what Hungary used to look like you know Hungary today is considered a small sort of a landlocked country with about mm-hmm. 9 10 million people centered on Budapest but if you just go back and see how the whole kingdom of Hungary and how the Hungarian people have lived and coexisted the map is huge
5: mm-hmm. now
13: you can do the same thing with every every almost every nationality in the in eastern europe polish the lithuanian polish uh, kingdom the whole Austro-Hungarian Empire, the King, the Bulgarian Empire at some time, their footprints have been enormous and they always have overlapped. So you have all these layers of competing history yeah. that um, just won't let the past be the past, you know. Yeah. Faulkner used to say, past S- isn't the past. It's... <laughs> so
4: it's uh, quite an overlapping situation. Yes. So uh, we uh, have only <coughs> 10 minutes left mm-hmm. in our interview. So can you get to the present and tell us... Uh, What's happening between Russia and Ukraine from your perspective? So, this is a mm-hmm. bit of a quagmire because um,
13: from the Russian standpoint, culturally, Ukraine and Russia are extremely similar. Mm-hmm. They actually think that there's there's such a little difference between the two peoples that it doesn't really constitute a uh, uh, basis for independence for Ukraine. That is their... That is them checking off the box against historical arguments, and mm-hmm. you know the the Kiev um, the whole Russian Orthodox Church started off with from Kiev, so yeah. it has a lot of emotional attachment to um, Russia, the whole the whole Ukraine situation. So they do plead that as part as the of their um, reason for the two places to be similar. Language-wise, there are differences, but again. Um, in the global absolute spectrum of differences, um, you you can't deny that Russian language is close to the Ukrainian mm-hmm. language. They, they are similar. They're, they're not identical by no means. And again, ethnically, the eastern part of Ukraine has been much closely aligned with Russia. Mm-hmm. And now with the whole Crimean situation, it's it's it, there's a lot of intertwined connection between the two. I think Russia feels threatened by the perceived expansion of NATO into into uh, Ukraine so from their standpoint what they are doing is a defensive measure and uh, they kind of if you look at the NATO expansion after 1991 it just brings the borders of NATO to the doorstep of Russia
4: but it uh, seems like things have backfired now um, yes. yes. the Scandinavian yes. countries exactly. are coming into nato right, right.
13: and i think uh, that that has to be played in the context of you know what exactly does that mean to russia and actually i would actually argue that um russia may have factored that into the reaction that mm-hmm. this will produce and they still feel that ukraine is a non-negotiable portion of their survival yeah.
2: well so, so if that is mm-hmm. the case And the Donbass is a done deal. Mm -hmm. Donbass. It's not a done deal. deal. It's, yeah. Well, I mean. Not from a Ukrainian point of view. Well, no, but right, but it's it's occupied. It is occupied. Completely occupied, yes. Including all the way down to Odessa. Mm -hmm. So if that is so, then Russia's uh, primary objective of having uh, ports available outside the Black Sea are more or less, you know, within their grasp. Yes. But um, do you think they'll stop there? in 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 the pr- historical perspective you said yeah. there's a force <clears throat> in china <throat> yeah. and so on
13: i think uh, <clears throat> i think there are uh, serious limitations to what russia can do after this point um simply that number 1 this whole exercise has shown how uh, fragile their military is they could not even accomplish something s- relatively straightforward in their opinion to occupy ukraine number 2 it has united europe and the nato against them so they now face a much more determined and a formidable um, a
4: counterpoint opponent.
13: yeah number two number three is uh, their dependence on china has grown immensely yeah. as an alternate to their for trade
4: for trade and uh, so. Gautam, they probably didn't expect uh, Ukrainians to exhibit such a high Correct. level of phenomenal, nationalism.
13: Phenomenal, phenomenal, uh, phenomenal resistance. acts of resistance from yeah. the Ukrainian people. It is an it is an interesting um, quagmire, honestly. It it and I think um, Russia, in, in, in looking at the whole situation rather objectively, Russia has been putting these markers and lines in the sand since 1995.
3: Yes, they've been trying. And they have been said very plans. clearly
13: that we are okay with the NATO coming to the Baltic states. We are okay with NATO at our borders elsewhere, but not Ukraine. Ukraine would be a red line. So clearly from their standpoint, they feel that uh, they have not been respected adequately. Mm-hmm. And I think the question then becomes that... Um, what was the strategic interest in driving NATO into Ukraine? I'm not arguing one way or the other. I'm just saying, from the Russian standpoint, it sounds like their opponent has come to their doorstep. I, and
4: yeah. Do you think those countries themselves <laughs> wanted to be part of EU and NATO? Uh, I think the definitely
13: the history the history of all the East uh, European countries. And the beacon of hope and freedom that America represents, so any alliance led by America instantly has a lot of credibility with peoples in Europe. I can mm-hmm. tell you that flat out, mm-hmm. I still talk to some of my friends in Romania, and they are so glad that they are part of NATO and the European Union that it has in fact mm-hmm. strengthened the cohesion between these organizations so, so where
3: uh, do you see this going from yeah, from now yeah from now.
13: It's hard to say. <laughs> if, I, if I knew it with any accuracy, I'd have probably written about it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think it'll 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 um, degenerate into some kind of a low-level constant insurgency, oh cons- and just constant drag inc- on. It I, will drag on. Yeah. Um, the history with uh, Russian military occupation is that it is extremely attrition. it is very tolerant of attrition, so they will take losses for a long
4: time. On the other hand, I think Ukraine will be. Uh, Doing a lot of insurgency in the mm-hmm. in the areas that Russia is exactly. occupied exactly. well,
2: you know, there is one trump card here. you know the, the on the one hand, it could be the stalemate, like mm-hmm. you mentioned. And then the Russians uh, at that point uh, the if the, they they have this fear if you, Ukraine gets long mm-hmm. range missiles, they'll be able to attack deeper. Maybe even attack mm-hmm. Russia, and they've said that's the next mm-hmm. line, uh, the line of the sand. If you do that, then we will attack. Yeah. But you know, if they attack, at that point the 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 NATO alliance has to wonder how far back do we go before we actually say no more. Right. So they're both in that kind of stalemate. But there is one thing that the, one calculation that could happen at this point. Russia has concluded that they don't want to let NATO become part of the alliance. I mean, uh, uh, Ukraine, Ukraine, part of the NATO alliance. Mm -hmm. Ergo, Ukraine, by virtue of being wounded like this uh, by Russia, can go back and say, okay, NATO, take us into your alliance. And if they do, Russia has lost whatever they tried to stop.
3: Do they still have the scope to do that at this point?
13: Yeah I think um, I think that always remains on the table but then it's a question of the legitimacy and frankly and I don't know what's happening in the back channels and what is being worked out so we can't deny uh, we cannot preclude an opportunity of something working um, in the absence of anything in the newspaper something being worked out I to that Pradeep extent I think Pradeep had a comment
14: No I just had a quick comment about uh, uh, I think there's two scenarios that can play out right so one you talked about the steel uh, but that depends not just on the political situation, but also in terms of the financial resources, right? Yep. Because they have learned a number of, amount mm-hmm. of resources. Uh, and then, of course, you talked about China. But then China has a balancing act between... Because exactly. they've got, you know, they're the, the biggest trading partner for most of Europe. Mm-hmm. Germany, in fact, now. Uh, and then, of course, the United States and then uh, Australia and a number of other countries. Uh, and then the other thing is uh, Putin's own situation, yeah right personal situation, his health his mental health <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So, if it so, exists uh, yeah, <laughs> those,
13: those are all wild cards, and you know you never know how these things play out and a simple change in a regime change can happen, which you know resets the whole calculation for everybody so yeah,
4: and what do you think of india's position? It's more or less neutral
13: ah uh, it's, it's um
3: benefiting <laughs> I
13: think uh, this I like to think of uh, India's foreign minister, Dr. Jay Shankar, Shankar as uh, literally India's Dr. Kissinger, Uh extremely driven by national objectives and uh, well-measuring, measured in its response. Uh, You can fault India for not taking a principled stand against aggression and, and the attack on Ukraine's sovereignty. But I think the sheer military dependence on the Russian armaments and uh, real politic, you know, where is all going to come from?
3: Sorry, we are almost at the time for a commercial break. Sorry to interrupt. So we will have to come back after the commercial break.
2: Right. And we have a caller who is interested in in chipping in a little bit. So we're going to go over after our commercial break. We're going to be coming back to to Gautam Sina and Pradeep, uh, Pradeep, Pradeep. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Abraham, who's, who's on hold right now. So don't go away, folks. We'll be right back.
7: Indo American News Radio. India News.
2: US News. World News.
0: Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday, 4
7: to 6 p.m.
0: On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Prabhon.
1: Indo American -American News Radio.
0: The
9: most beautiful diamonds, precisely crafted in eternal designs.
0: Maharaja, best quality diamonds at 2020 prices. Maharaja, bringing diamonds to life.
9: 5821 Hillcroft, 713 480
1: At Discount Power, we believe in the power of value. We want to help you spend more time and money on what matters to you because that's what matters to us. Discount Power, helping you save on electricity. Visit DiscountPowerTX.com and sign up today. P-U-C-T number 10177. Indo-American
2: News Radio
7: India News US News
0: World News Movie Reviews And Local Community Roundup Every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM
2: Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali And I'm Pramod.
1: Indo-American News Radio
2: Welcome back everyone, and we have a caller who just called in, his name is Abraham, he's on the line. He wanted to chip in on this conversation that we're having about the Ukrainian situation and Russia's uh, quagmire. Abraham, you're on, on, the, on the line, go ahead.
15: Yes sir, thank you. So there are several facets of this war. One is the war itself. On one hand, you have Russia uh, that has already made a mathematical calculation for a long time, Not to forget that it was United States that funded the spreading of USSR back in late 80s. And that resulted into the breakup of republics, including Ukraine. Now fast forward. Those regions in the south and east, including Crimea, that had uh, Russians almost half and half, but they were marginalized, and uh, Ukrainians population just kind of went up of course they are getting uh, a much more heavy-handed approach uh, by the ukrainians so if you look at this war from russian side russian citizens are being disadvantaged in their own land that has been taken away from them so so on one hand uh, from the russian side in ukraine you have a loyalist and you have prisoners in general the loyalists always have won a war uh, on a in a long term. Yeah, their resistance is for real. You look at it from Russian side. Now let's go look at the economic side. Economic side, you know, Ukraine provides the grain up to to some Middle Eastern countries, eighty, seventy, or eighty percent of the grain. A lot of the Ukrainian chips they are just kind of uh, in quagmire and uh, and trucking as well. Uh, Russia has opened up the channels to send those grains uh, through Belarus, and it's a promise. You have to kind of depend if you are in Ukraine and your grains are locked in, and if your adversary said that, well, we open up the channel so that you can supply the grain. You want to
2: take the face value of what it is. Abraham, Abraham, you brought in quite a few uh, good topics over here. So we're going to let our expert over here chip in on this. Thank you so much for calling and please stay tuned and listen in on the next conversation. Thank you, sir. Okay, so what do you think?
13: Well, I think the caller had a couple of interesting points to make and you can always uh, fault the United States for the breakup of the Soviet Union, but... I think there was there were so many inherent contradictions with that system itself that it was just not uh, I wouldn't lay the blame on the United States uh, at the at the doors of the United States. What do you yes. think
2: about the grain situation you I th- I about?
13: think the grain the grain situation is uh, is is a revelation to the world, right? Wheat comes out from uh, Ukraine has always been the breadbasket of the Soviet Union and in fact in uh, during the right after communism took hold in that part of the country the biggest famine that led to the great the collectivization that failed
5: mm-hmm.
13: in the first place in the soviet union failed because ukraine did not subscribe They they had these huge purges and farms planning fl- uh, you know failing because they just couldn't collectivize the ukrainian uh, farmers together well enough for stalin's liking anyway uh, bottom line if uh, Ukraine's grain does not flow to the rest of the world, uh, you can already see some defensive postures from countries like India, which have banned the export of wheat to support the internal program. So Mm -hmm. this this cascade effect is something that um, probably was not anticipated and uh, to that extent.
2: um, But now when you say not anticipated, mm -hmm. just building up on that, Mm the effect of all these embargoes lack of money mm-hmm. lack of flow mm-hmm. uh, closing of, of, of corporations mm-hmm. has been immense on the yes. russian economy yes and More the doubt. russian urban areas
13: yes and they they will they will continue to suffer from that to a large extent for a long time for for a long time I think the effect of the wheat embargo and the shortage of wheat in the market will work itself out in a couple of years as more uh, wheat-producing parts of the world, notably Canada, United States, oh, Kansas, Kansas, <laughs> will pick up the slack. So I think the 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 demand will rise to meet the output. The probably for the next year we may see some uh, disruptions in the food supply chain. But yes, uh, it sets back the um, the of integration of the Russian economy with the rest of the world, it sets back their technological prowess quite a bit. They are not going to have access to the capital markets, which Pradeep can speak a lot more to it, and their markets will be much more inefficient in the so, near future. So
2: Pradeep, our, our, our financial guru over here, uh, just building up on that Pradeep, mm-hmm. we know that inflation is the big, big, big bear right now, not, not the Russian bear. But this is the big bear, and it's going to be hanging around for a while. Then, so uh,
14: expectations are that inflation is probably going to be north of six uh, percent for at least the next uh, six months, uh, maybe longer. Right, uh-huh. and I think the concern is, uh, which is being talked about by everyone. I mean, there's there's no exceptions here.
2: The markets were down eight nine hundred points. Correct.
14: Yeah, but the but what I was going to, where I was going with that was the. Um, a concern is about the Fed policy, right? right? The, mm-hmm. the, the overstep, uh, which essentially would mean that we would end up in a recession, mm. uh, which is uh, now a uh, probability of that happening in the first half of 23 is like 55, 60%. So, very high probability. So, so if so there's
2: a recession, that means uh, unemployment? Correct.
14: Correct. So, 3.6% right now, uh, which would probably go up uh, significantly, right? So, it'd probably go up to 78%. Wow. Um so that's I mean that these are obviously just forecasts which we don't know if how Look, that's going to play out.
2: You know just we talked about this a couple of weeks ago uh Pramod we talked about how just the mere fact that Ukraine produces so much sunflower uh seeds oil, yeah. and oil that is used in the in making baby formula mm-hmm. and that effect has just rippled through the system we now have kids little babies they don't have baby formula. Well, in addition to the fact well, that Abbott that Nutrition is primarily was to the Abbott yeah, nutrition. Abbott shut down at the Abbott yeah, lab. but yeah. Was, yeah. sunflower seed oil is is used very
4: much in that. Yeah. So that's going to be an eventual problem. Right now, it's uh, something else. So,
14: so I was just going to um, step in just for a quick second again and uh, push put it back to Gotham, in his home turf <laughs> or what used to be his home turf, <laughs> which gas. is oil and gas. Yeah. And uh, you know, crudes. Uh, uh, has been hovering over a hundred dollars. Yeah, one hundred twenty uh, to be one hundred twenty dollars like. now, uh, and of course the expectation is that that is going to remain uh, for for quite a while. But uh, wanted to get his views in terms of uh, what that might look like uh, again for the next six months. Now, yeah. part of it is you know demand destruction, right? People how, paying how five dollars at the pump. The, yes, right.
3: exactly. Gas yeah. yes, so, prices
13: going to yeah. go. Yeah, so I. I I would like to be a little cautious because there is a couple of things. It's not easy to parse out the effect of uh, demand coming back from uh, Russian supplies not making to the open market versus the general capital discipline in the oil and gas industry to not just drill indiscriminately. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the shale is not being... uh, the shale fields are not being developed at the same pace as yeah. they were in
2: the previous
13: upcycles.
3: How is Biden's trip to Saudi going to help?
2: <laughs> Maybe they might not dismember <laughs> his body. <even. laughs> I hope yeah, not. <laughs> I'm like, where's he going? <laughs> I, th-
3: I think
13: there's a genuine, I think this crisis also kind of brought uh, to fore this whole petrodollar phenomenon, you know, of oil trades happening and being denominated in dollar being the currency of trade. So I think it uh, it certainly was important and it remains critical to the United States to make sure that dollar stays as the I think it's pretty strong currency. right now. It stays as the currency for energy transactions. Well, the, the Russians
2: tried to get the ruble, yes. to get the people to pay in rubles. Mm-hmm. Temporarily, it worked for maybe one or two days. And then it's back to the dollars, petrodollars. Right, but, uh, Euros. but
13: just from a... Uh, precedent standpoint it is making a lot of policymakers all over the world start thinking that okay there are alternatives to paying in dollars mm-hmm. and um, what effect effect this has on other economies is probably going to strengthen the case for a lot of bilateral trade relations rather than mm-hmm. you know being uh, everything being denominated in the open market through the dollar exchange. Yeah. So that is something that we might start to see more of. I, I believe India and Venezuela just signed an agreement for, uh, uh, and I don't know which uh, currency it is denominated in. Yeah. But that's that that if it is not the dollar or if it's not one of the two sovereign currency, that will be an interesting. Yeah, uh, and uh, isn't
4: uh, India paying uh, Russia in rupees?
13: Oh, um,
4: I'm not perfectly in
13: i i don't know that for a fact but okay. i wouldn't be surprised if it is the rubles yeah. or it's not some form of uh, for india this definitely brings up the bigger question is um, and it is surprising as somebody f- as of indian origin we have to think about is why indian defense is so reliant on one yeah. particular supplier and one exactly. sovereign nation i yeah.
4: think they are changing uh, they're yeah. buying a okay. lot more from france mm-hmm. and also united
2: states right. and, yeah well which also brings to mind why is Apple so dependent on Foxcom in China. Gotham, <laughs> 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 thank well, you yes. so much for joining us. We're almost out of time. We're almost out of the e- at the end of the show. We went over and and, and above, and we re- apparently I think it's c- an exciting topic that yeah. um, we could spend Especially another hour discussing. It. And maybe yes. we should have you back here with some other people at the same time uh, to talk about it.
3: Talk about other stuff. Yeah. Thank you so well, much. Thank
2: you
13: for having me. It was a Great conversation, and
2: thank you, Pradeep, for bringing him. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Pradeep. (laughs) 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 And uh, so uh, we are going to be going to the end of the show in about seven or eight minutes. Do you guys want to talk about movies real quick?
4: Well, sports. Sports. Okay. Yeah, promote. Go. (laughs) Well, uh, the Indian cricket team didn't do so well in the. It's very disappointing. uh, Yeah, against South Africa.
3: Yeah. It's a uh, high-scoring match. I know. It was probably the highest against South Africa ever in a e- T20. Exactly. And but they still uh, couldn't win.
4: Yeah, I think the bowling is suspect. And uh, people are now complaining suspect. about uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rishabh Pant's uh, captaincy. captaincy. Yeah,
3: but what happened to KL Rahul leading the team? Yeah, I Because think that's what I had heard earlier. Right,
4: he was supposed to take over. But Rishabh is He didn't na-
3: even play in the match. What yeah. happened?
4: Uh, it's possible that he may be injured.
3: It's possible. Yeah.
4: So uh, tomorrow there's another match. Right, we'll there's see. a match tomorrow sure. morning and we'll see how that goes.
3: I've lost respect for Rishabh Pant after what he did for the you know, oh, Delhi yeah, Capitals, yeah, the way he behaved. True. I didn't like it. But so I think he's still I a good uh, cricket he, player. I don't think they should you know, let him lead. Yeah, he, he may,
4: he, I think uh, he's a good wicketkeeper and exactly. he could probably continue in that role. But for captaincy, we have other players exactly. who can do a better yeah. job. correct. Yeah,
5: even
3: Hardik would be a better choice, I would think. That's true. He's and proved himself.
4: Right, and have you been? Uh, in fact, Hardik did so well in the IPL. Right. And bringing up the Gujarat Titans. Exactly. I think he may be our next uh, possible. Let's see. Captain. I hope so. Yeah, that's true. Because
3: he definitely earned it. You know? Right.
4: Yeah. And then, uh, 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 what about? Uh, uh, have you seen uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the MBF. Do. They're games. doing really well, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's so uh, fantastic. The They're so athletic. And then uh, the lead changes so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was amazed that uh, Boston is playing so strong. Correct. Yeah. Uh, but Steph Curry is Steph Curry. And yes, yes,
3: yes. And it's at a good point right, right now. Like yeah. it's tied. So It's 2-2. Two, two and yeah. so
4: uh, I think it will go down the wire, I mm-hmm. think. Okay.
3: And Astros? Yeah.
4: Astros are doing okay. They're... Uh, L- probably losing the, uh, two games in a row mm-hmm. uh, against the Marlins. Uh, but they have a nine-game lead, which is quite um, strong. Substantial lead, yeah. yeah. And then what about movies? Did you see I anything? went and
3: saw um, Samraad Prithviraj. Uh, but it was well, a waste of time. It's a lofty... <laughs> 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 it's a lofty
4: objective... And uh, Vijay Pallod liked it very much, but uh, not many other people did.
3: Yeah, because uh, I mean, Akshay Kumar always does a good job, whatever Mm -hmm. role he plays, but the entire movie created no impact whatsoever. And it
4: was quite long,
3: right? It was quite long, and uh, I don't know, I didn't think it was very well done. You know, I mean, it should be thrilling because it's all about wars and, you know, strategies and, you know. Politics and war and all that, but somehow it didn't create much of an impact
5: yeah. mm-hmm. and so the
3: I, uh, new uh, inductee in uh, into bollywood uh, the Miss world Manushi chiller she was she fell flat wouldn't. she just fell flat I mean uh, no expressions, zero expressions I somehow get a feeling she won't make it in bollywood oh, but.
2: No. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, but you she's know, which
3: in town. She will be doing something today at Stafford Centre. Stafford Centre,
2: yeah. It's seven uh, o'clock.
4: Okay. Oh, okay. Well, good luck to her. Yeah. Uh, but uh, w- you know the movies that are doing very well right now. Oh, it's did you major see Vikram? In Vikram. Yeah, did I haven't you see seen Vikram? it but uh, those are Everyone's essentially south about indian vikram, movies
3: yeah but i think vikram is also available in hindi yeah it's so when tri- i try trilingual exactly so i do not know i couldn't figure it out which one is the hindi show i would yeah. like to watch the hindi but uh, I haven't figured it out yet. So yeah. I do want to watch it. Maybe next Tuesday I'll go watch. Uh, so it's a major. Because in- he's coming back after a long time, yeah. Kamal Hassan. Yes. Yeah, so. yeah. And he's a uh, good actor. So
4: And it's a major incursion of uh, South Indian uh, uh, industry
2: into Bollywood. So
4: that's like
3: pretty RR amazing. Like RRR, Pushpa. I mean, these are blockbusters. Yeah. So what
2: yeah. does this mean to Bollywood Yeah, The Tollywood seems to be taking over. Yeah, I know. You know,
3: Tollywood also refers to the Bengal industry because our Tollywood? movies are made in Tollyganch. Yeah. 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 That's okay. where our all our movie studios are. So, Tollywood can be really? referred to both. Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, it's not. Uh, Bollywood is Bombay. Tollywood is, I thought, Tamil stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, Calcutta would be Collywood. It no, used to be Collywood at mm-hmm. one no. time.
4: No. Calcutta? Okay. No. Uh, well, regardless, uh,
2: Jawar, you went and saw uh, Maverick. We Maverick. talked about Maverick. yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we talked about it last time, and I must admit that I was, on the one hand, the the CGI and all the the flight scenes and everything else are superb, mm-hmm. no doubt. But the storyline was kind of, you know, I was. It was very
3: emotional, to tell you the truth. It was more if you've seen the first one. Uh That was what thirty-six years ago, and I was. That was my first year I came here, and I saw it.
2: You were twelve years old.
3: No, I wasn't, (laughs) and uh, it it made me very emotional. I was crying in several scenes, actually, when they were, you know, relating. What Before happened to button. his partner, yeah, yeah. 36 years ago and how the sun looks, it's an exact like look-alike, you know, right, that they yeah. have found. And it was, you know, so that's in very emotional. Bollywood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. in this when one. Where do you think Bollywood one, gets its ideas from? Come on. Yeah. In <laughs> this
2: one, Tom Cruise, uh, he does not uh, hide the fact that he's an older person. His face looks older. Yeah. His body looks older. He's got his more puffy on Yeah, the but shakes. he can do it all and better the, than uh, the youngsters. And, oh. and... Uh, one thing that I really did like was when you go to the theater, the opening scene is Tom Cruise talking to you. Uh-huh. Telling you, hey, we really made this movie for all of you guys. There's a real fight scenes, real F 16s, yada, yada, yada. And he's like a fireside chat. He's talking oh, okay. to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a nice touch. Right, right, right. But Jerry Bruckheimer is just always so good. Yes, oh, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Uh, known for He has action.
3: all the yeah, big, big productions
2: and so, did you guys see uh,
4: the uh, hearings about the select committee yeah, yeah, on yes Thursday? Yeah, yeah. that
2: was such a great punch yeah. right in the face of trump yeah, yeah and right in the face of the gop i yeah. mean and liz cheney oh yeah she yeah. Was, amazing. was so good yeah. and yeah. that that other guy the chairman bernie uh-huh. yeah. benjamin benjamin yeah he i was, forget his last name. we've got 45 <laughs> seconds left to go, to go guys but yeah that we that's going to be june 13th is the next one. Oh, okay so so we'll be prepared to watch it right well, folks, we got carried away with lots of other things Russia, Ukraine, yada, yada, yada. Hopefully, you enjoyed the show and you uh, tune in next time. And if you want to be on the show next, uh, just call us, 713 789 6397, or email us at Indo News at yahoo.com. Yes. Well, uh,
3: adios for now, folks. Until yeah, st- next Saturday. And
2: stay cool. Um, stay out of the sun. All right, folks, we're going to go away until next Saturday and be sure to tune in to Jyoti next Saturday. Yes, uh,
4: she's going to have uh, another performance. Uh, I think the rag is Sarang. Okay, great. All right. All right, see you next Saturday.
9: Four. Lake Jackson and 98.